Welcome back, fellow travelers. Hey, Russell. Hey, Ned. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. That means let's go house hunting. Oh, I don't want to go house hunting. Why? I don't know. I've got an apartment. I'm doing it right now. No, that's you're supposed to say because home is where the heart home is, Home is where the heart is. That's I, what you're supposed I to say. I found my home. Where? It's in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening today, guys. If you didn't know, we're talking about Evicted. We are, yeah. It's the... It's the Marceline episode. We've finally met Marceline after all this time. If you haven't listened to the podcast so far, first of all, go do it. We always keep reminding you that. Second of all, you can obviously tell that we have been hyped up for this episode because it's when Marceline comes in. We're yeah, pumped. I've I've been hyped about it. I didn't know how hyped I should have been. Like I think this episode could have awakened something in me. Maybe. All right. Well, what did it awaken? I want to. What what beast am I feeding right here? Nothing. We'll get to it with my lesson, I mm. think, is where we're going to go. And maybe my lovely and maybe my sexy character of the episode. Oh, gosh. We could talk about it later we'll on. Just, she's going to be on top of all the lists, isn't she? I don't know. Possibly. Who, who are we talking about? I don't know. I mean, right. Well, uh, we open up yeah. the episode. Finn's in his bed. They got a cozy little treehouse in the storm and everything It doesn't like feel that. cozy to me. It feels what? so creepy. I was like, this is about to be my least favorite episode of of Adventure Time because the, it's so like creepy and then the intro is actually we find out later it's like Marceline playing bass is kind yeah. of like that little uh, whatever the you know title slide yeah the title slide it is they actually I, I read a fact online that it was actually Marceline's bass song that she you know plays that mm-hmm. is the title card yeah we, so we, we heard a little bit later in the episode and I was like that seems very familiar and I might have watched the episode a number of times. Oh, yeah. I, I had at least three watches in because I really didn't want to miss anything on this one. No, I, I didn't either. I, if This one felt way more important than we're going to talk. So today we're recording two episodes, but they'll come out per usual every Tuesday. So this won't be any different for our listeners. But this I really liked this episode. This was a really fun episode, and it felt like Marceline is important. You yeah, know? they really established her as like a character that's going to be reappearing because her and friend kind of Finn kind of formed this bond and friendship at the end of the show. You know that she's like, "Hey, you guys are cool. I'm gonna hang out with you more." You yeah, know? there's there's like a mutual respect there, sort of a thing. Though Finn, it almost feels like I was like, "Is this Finn's first crush?" But then again, like Princess Bubblegum has kind yeah. of been a a crush a little bit and she she totally lays one on him at the end there yeah she gives him a little cheek kiss you know but all he had to do was turn all Finn had to do was turn yeah a but bit. we learned in the Enchiridion <laughs> that cheek kisses are for grandmas remember she does oh ooh, ooh. she is a thousand years old is she, she is a thousand years old oh I don't like thinking of her as grandma vampire I know it's it's tough but I remember we had discussions on PB we figured out when she had been dating old Mr. Cream Puff that obviously she's not like 18 years old. She's, we know she's old too, yeah. She's old too. So yeah, you're catching on, man. I, I love that, you know, you're you're diving you're into the universe there. and you're 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 picking up on these like subtleties, which I think is awesome. Man, I don't like thinking about either one of them as old grandmas, but but don't think about it like that because yeah. uh, so one of the things I I noticed in this episode and we're just diving into like our our theology and stuff without even discussing what's in the episode, you know, but is this like Marceline is super flirty and she almost kind of gets away with 
misbehaving slash being mean slash just being a bad person by being flirty. And I thought that I was like, dang, that's if we're taking away real world concepts. I mean, not not all girls are like that. I'm not uh, blanket statementing anything here. This is the episode we get canceled on. No, but I was like, man, that's a that's a power to be flirty to manipulate people, dude. Yeah, manipulation is not good. It's not good at all. And yeah. and I think she's doing it to to a degree with Finn, but I don't think it's anything. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's it's. She's not in the wrong yet. She could get there. I, yeah. I could see it leading down the path, but it's not like Princess Bubblegum. I felt like Princess, Bu- Princess Bubblegum was leading Ben on way more. Yeah. Than she, well, and does. Princess Bubblegum had motives of like, I want you to do this for me. I want you to be the hero and save the kingdom and all this stuff like that. You know, so that's that's there. And then Marceline doesn't have anything except for she just like wants to steal their house. And I think it's because she's bored too. Like she's not stealing the house, dude. They're squatters. I mean, is Technically, is everybody a squatter with some money transfers? I don't know. So that was something I wanted to ask about. So Finn and Jake are squatters in the treehouse, according to the episode. But Princess Bubblegum would have known of Marceline, probably, right? So what's up with that? Why why is it that Princess Bubblegum just allows Finn and Jake to occupy Marceline's old house? Like she was... I Maybe Marceline just hadn't been there for so long. Her adventures that were uh, like what? Her like what adventures? Like what? Probably just, were they just so long that she was like, there's no way she'll ever come back. I don't know. I'm I'm confused about all that. If if this were to be a segment where you were theoretically thinking something, you're on the right path. It's awesome. You're like, you're right there. There is a, I'll act, you know what? I'll drop a spoiler drop here. Spoiler drop. That the history of Marceline and Princess Bubblegum runs Deep. deep, yeah, all the way to the season series finale of the show. There's some history stuff that a bomb gets dropped. Basically, the last series finale, and so you are take that man, and then like every time they have interactions between PB and Marceline, every time they kind of give an extra history of either one of their pasts, they've had a lot of interaction through the years. So you're you're there, man. I, I could feel that, and I could. There's been little. No, I haven't seen any spoilers yet, which has been great, but there's definitely been certain things just out in the Adventure Time uh, Cosmos, universe, yeah. Cosmos, that have every now and then someone says something about like, oh, well, what, what about PB and uh, Marceline? I'm like, I don't want to see this. Yeah, I'm don't, getting off of this page. But yeah, don't even scroll through our own Instagram because you're just going to get so many spoilers thrown your way. It's true. But the my question, I guess, is does Ooh not have a centralized government or something that or some sort of a housing laws or whatever you can just literally oh this is unoccupied we live here now this is ours i mean it's a tree so like and it's not in the candy kingdom so it's not like i don't think it is at least it yeah. seems like it's outside when you i mean you're you're right there i mean because there's kingdoms there we uh, we learned the first uh mention of the fire kingdom in this episode mm-hmm. fire kingdom candy kingdom We've talked about the we've talked about the ragdoll kingdom. We've seen ghost princess, so she's got a ghost kingdom. So yeah, I mean everything outside of that's probably kind of unprecedented territory. Um, and then there's a self-proclaimed character. Um, he self-proclaims himself the king of Ooh later. Oh, cool. Um, and it's so got to be the worm, the giant worm. Hug me, King Worm. Yeah, yes, friends, hug me. I, I wanted to talk about King Worm, who appears at the end of this episode, uh, and. Finn, you know, was getting mad at the little worm. He said, no worms on the bed. And what then, about him? 
it's just it appears again in season four. Okay, uh, the this king worm and the hypnotizing powers, and so I I tried to do some research. I tried to make sense of why it was in this episode particularly. It just feels so random. It, it's very. There's a TV show called Space Dandy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen Space Dandy, no. but. It was created by the creators of Cowboy Bebop, which is one of my favorite shows that I've been trying to get you to watch forever. I've watched a few. And Sham, uh, Samurai Shampoo, which is like his next. It's like Bebop was, you know, outer space, bounty hunters, and Bebop music and blues. And then Samurai Shampoo was like uh, breakdancing samurai sort oh, of a thing. Okay. And then Space Dandy is this show that has these endings. Every ending of the episode, you go... The character's dead, like, or this, like, a huge implication of what's going to happen in the next episode. None of it matters. And, and then the very next episode, they're just back on the spaceship and they're hanging out. And I think that was what this ending was. It was a very space dandy esque, like, nah, who cares? You yeah. Know, about I, what just happened at the I'm end sure there. it was a creative choice to just be like, hey, let's just throw some random, like, creepy stuff in there. And I was like trying to figure out, like, because, because King Worm comes back in season four. Um, and I won't drop any spoilers beyond that. But I was trying to figure out, like, why does it tie to Marceline specifically? Why does it tie to this moment? Is is everything between this time and season four? Is it, like, some weird, like, dream? Because they are still under this, like, trance of the kingworm? And and there's nobody that oh, has answered. Oh, I hope not. No, no, no. It, it's not. That's uh, that's That was a theory I've seen. This that was a the, theory the I ho-o, had. The ho-o of the Pokemon series where, oh, he's still in a dream, and that's why he's 12 years old for forever. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, so it, it's kind of like that, but, like, for all you like new watchers out there, don't worry. Like it's it, that's not the theory that proves true. I, I I tested it online. I dug through some forums, and no, we're good to go. Like it was just super random. So don't worry about King Worm just yet. <laughs> well, they so they have to do some house hunting, and I love so it's interesting. I guess we're good. I want to talk a little bit about. So Jake comes in, and at first Jake is telling Finn a scary story, and Finn is freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then the roles reverse a little bit when we get introduced to Marceline, and all of a sudden, like she kind of you know rubs rubs up on him a little bit, and he's like down for Marceline, and Jake is freaking out because he's like, no, dude, she's a vampire, and I've made up scary stories, yeah, <laughs> and I've heard scary stories about vampires. You can't trust them, and so all of a sudden, like the roles are flipped, and he's actually freaking out. Mm-hmm. And even at the end, like Jake has to overcome this like real fear of of Marceline and her vampire, or yeah, I guess vampire form. Yeah, and, and call it. what's crazy is uh, Jake is such uh, a boss through the show. Like he's so powerful, he charges headfirst into a ton of situations. But continually, and it's a continuing like trope of Jake is that he is terrified of vampires. Doesn't want to get cool. Doesn't want to deal with them at all. So like it's really cool consistency we see from that, season that, one. Yeah. And they, they, every time vampires come into the picture, when we get to the stakes miniseries, I think in season eight, that is, um, Jake is like, I don't, I don't like buying vampires, man. I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. He seems to know how to fight him, though, because, well, first off, he just goes ham. Or uh, I'm sure there's a great Adventure Time word for what he does there. Yeah. When, Plaza, he, when he, when he Plaza Cowers, I don't flies know. Flies around her eyes yes, with his stretchy wraps. arms. He just knows what, like, he has a good strategy for going at it. He's going to blind her. And then it's like him and Finn are just like, They've got that great teammate thing going, really good chemistry with fighting. And and then when she bites him, he's able to, and and I'm sure you'd notice, he like kind of hides his hand from the yeah. audience. You know, that they were very intentional about not wanting you to know that Jake put all his blood into his thumb. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's I mean, it's a it's a point you're supposed to like you're 
you you're not supposed to know. First empathize watch. with Finn on why he freaks out because you're like, did, did Jake just die oh, or become goes, a vampire? But he's like, no, I sucked my my blood and guts into my thumb. He goes so ham on that with his face is just freaking out. Yeah, and great artwork her. by the way on it was. Ultimate Freak Out face. Like that was awesome. Very fluid. And then one of my favorite moments when uh, Marceline just kind of. Spanks him. <laughs> yeah, throws him. Butt. Throw, I mean, hey, we, here we are. We're going to probably have a little butt mention in every episode, right? Maybe maybe she is leading him on in a bad way. Maybe there is something there. Yeah, I mean, that's it's she's she's throwing out these little flirty vibes. And I mean, I, I've, I don't know if I could say I've seen it happen, but like, I mean, I feel like girls when they're, oh gosh, I'm, I'm not even going to okay. start Do on it. this train. Go for it. Come on. I mean, girls kind of throw this flirtiness out as a little bit of a dominance, kind of going, I know, and especially him as a 12-year-old boy, that, like, I know that your hormones are raging. I know that if I, like, kind of am, like, flirty and friendly and huggy and kissy on you, that, you know, I can take your house and you're not going to fight me over it. So, Finn finally breaks at the end. He's, like, super pinches her right in the face. And she was like, oh, shoot, dude, that really hurt. And then was like, you're cool. Like, there's you know, like, I don't want to hurt you. I was just being, like, and, and even it's kind of like the uh, old, like, recess schoolyard stuff like the boy the girls would pick on the young boys because they liked them you know so that's why like marceline was being a bully and being mean as she wanted she wanted finn and jake to like her you know yeah maybe i mean it almost feels like she could be a really great friend friend for them in the future but we don't really know yet i mean yeah i, don't she, know I mean what she's super gonna be. she's super great friends with them moving down the line i mean obviously like this is the beginning of the friendship but she she's a consistent character that man like we get into some deep stuff with Marceline, some really messed up stuff, some childhood trauma, some re like relationships she has with other characters in the show. Not like romantic relationships, just like how she's interacted with other characters in the show. I really want to get to those episodes, man. I want to skip ahead like 200 we episodes to get there. We can't. We need all the content we can have for I this know. show, Ned. But the, so she kind of does, to your point though, she kind of has that like, I guess what I would, it's kind of like a hot girl syndrome type thing going on, you know, where like she knows that she's, she just has that swagger about her. Like she's yeah. just like, she gets it. She knows that people are going to want to like her and and she she's, rocks it. In a she's bit. got BDE and I'm not going to say what that means on the podcast so you can go Google it, but she's got BDE, man. I might have to and that's why that she's later. A, she's a cool character. Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about her already. So let's just go ahead and put my lovely out there for for this episode. Give, give me some sugar, baby. It's my lovely, it's also my sexiest character of the episode. It's Marceline's vampire form. Oh, the mega bat with human arms with creepy teeth. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely my sexy character of the episode. Okay. Oh um, yeah, definitely not Marceline herself. Definitely not that. I mean, you know, she's man, she's a, a goth vampire girl of your dreams, not mine, but your dreams. She's a thousand years old, so wise, I guess. I don't know. Uh, she's got the hops for Finn. She loves messing around with people. Very powerful. I mean, the candles like. Yeah, and she, she like snaps her fingers and, and all the candles. Uh, whoosh, like, come on. She's adventurous. She lost track of her moral codes. Wink, wink. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, plays video games and she plays bass guitar. What, what is not to like about Marceline? My girlfriend was not loving the fact that I added another waifu. Oh, gosh. This, this week. I, know, I have a, a handful of waifu from anime that I, I jokingly claim and Marceline may or may not be in the background of my phone right now or my lock screen. Oh gosh, Russell, don't get creepy on everybody, I'm man. I'm not getting creepy. I'm, I'm not saying that she is my lock screen, but 
if you look down at the table right now, Ned, you it might is, see that she is my lock screen. I'm confirming for the audience that it, he's got Marceline on the lock screen. It's fine. I, I don't know. I got nothing. I hope no one, you know, don't yuck my yums. Come on. Oh, man. Okay, okay. No, no, yuck, no yucking yums. No I'm going to get higher pitch here. No yucking anyone's yums. Yucking yums, yucking yams. <laughs> on, this, on this podcast, <laughs> that, is a, that is, if there's a moral code of our own, uh, it's no, yuck, no yucking yums. Unless you're just a... <laughs> This sounds icky. Unless you're a creep. <laughs> uh, no creeps on this podcast, please. The you want to talk about the house hunting song? Yeah, I wanted to right, right before we go into our ad, let's let's have a little just pause moment. Cause like we got a full almost, I mean, if, if each episode's 10 minutes, what this song is at least like so much of a minute episode. or two minutes. Like it's like a, a huge portion of the episode. It's awesome though. It what do you think about it? It's it's interesting because it's it's not like really it doesn't feel great. But in, in the sense that it doesn't feel great, it feels amazing. Like it is, like I couldn't figure out for the life of me. I would love someone in the comments or whatever to tell me what the time signature is for this song outside of when they go in the halftime, when they go, should have fought that vampire lady, you know, or that sexy oh, he goes, vampire he goes, lady. No, you should have stayed and fought that sexy vampire lady. Yeah. I, I'm sure that would be a lot easier. But the rest of it, like it's got really great melody or, uh, a rhythm to it and just the the rhyming and all that is really fantastic. I I don't know. I liked it a lot. Honestly, it, it makes me feel like it almost projects like what happened with indie rock music. I know I talked about this on another episode, but it's like mm. but like Adventure Time influence like our creatives that are out there right now, our artists that are out there right now in some way. I hope I hope it did. Yeah. Well and that that's why I mean bam, you just hit a part a part of me that's like one of the reasons why I watch this show, one of the reasons I love the music they incorporate into is it kind of has this improvisational feel to it. Like he like not everything perfectly matches up with the timestamp. Not everything perfectly rhymes. There's like some slant rhymes in there. And it that improvisational aspect of it always encourages me to like be creative. Just like say what you want to say. Just sing what you want to sing. Even if it doesn't perfectly line up. Like, you know, that that's, you're just singing about what's going on in your life. Like, I love that, man. I, I do love too. That yeah. It's, show. it's influenced me in so many ways, influenced my comedy, influenced like the reason why I wanted to do this with like Rick and Morty. And like, yeah. you hear those guys and you know what they were originally creating was just like house home videos on the, not YouTube, but on what, a, like the original channel 101, you know, yeah. like the OG, like pre YouTube, YouTube, you know, and it, uh, it just feels like it kind of has that idea of like anyone can do it, but there's a brilliance in simplicity. And I think that's something mm. else that that song has that I would, I mean, it's a, it's a jam. I would totally listen to that if I had just a, a playlist that, I mean, I've been on the freaking uh, Willow Smith Marceline song. Like I still listen to that Marceline song. Yeah. Especially because of this episode. I was like, I got to revisit that song and check it out a little bit more. It, it hints at there's like a Rainicorn Marceline thing. I think that happens later on. Possibly. At a different episode. I'm trying to remember. I mean, there's definitely some interactions between Rainicorn and Marceline. Absolutely. But yeah. I'm not, I'm, PB and Marceline's like, that's the big one, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, just in the, in the improvisational aspect, like I love the little transition scene where they're like, and they clean the cave and built the house inside the cave. Yeah. They'd, they'd, I know. There's M's in the freaking cave, man. Yeah, like, and she's got steak over everything, which which makes you think that Marceline, every, if she's like, 
was riding those uh, big old goldfish. You probably just carved an M inside the goldfish. You're like, These I was, are my goldfish, you know? I half expected an M on Jake's butt. I was like, she had to lay claim. If there's anything in the ooh universe to lay claim to. It was Jake's butt. It might be Jake's butt. Oh, gosh, just, there we uh, go. Full circle, guys. Well, Full circle. Well, yeah, my, my girlfriend mentioned too, as we were watching it, she's like, there, there might be M's on everything. That's they're what like, I said, they're man. They're literally, she's a thousand years old. Maybe she's losing her mind and she's just like putting M's on everything. She just goes, I bet there's one here. And she, she kind of wiggles over to the rock and just, there's an M here. You know? Yeah. Know, well, so. I mean, after this episode, she starts hanging out with Finn and Jake more. She starts being around more. And I think that is part of her, her like growth and development over the show is when in the song, she's like, I'm a thousand years old and I've lost sight of my moral code is like, she becomes a better and better character through the show and and does things like, yeah, she doesn't owe anybody obligations. She kind of, you know, throws caution to the wind and is like, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't really care about this kingdom. Obviously, it's not my kingdom. And she slowly develops to start to care about people. And so this is the beginning of her journey. It's freaking awesome. But with that being said, let's let's sponsor it up. Let's get them sponsors in. Yeah, let's, let's hear about them little critters, them little critters. Uh, Critter figures. Critter figures. Critter nuts. Critter nuts. Critter nuts, get your critter nuts here. Hippin' hoppin', these critter nuts just ain't stoppin'. The Bubblegum Labco new and improved critter nuts are guaranteed to last up to two hours. If your critters are still around after four hours, you're welcome. Two for four, three for five, six for twelve, twelve for nine. Who cares? One happy customer said, Ooh-wee, I just love these nuts. The blue ones are pretty neat. But come on down to your local sugar shop and pick up 50 bags of critter nuts while supplies last. So, Ned, why why are vampires so powerful? What's why up with vampires? are vampires powerful? We're going to have to, like I mentioned in the beginning, we're going to have to get into the Stakes miniseries. So, this will be my, theoretically speaking, for the episode. Theoretically speaking. Vampires are crazy powerful. Everything from like the the candles to just generally being able to fly. There's not a lot of critters in this universe that are like flying around. I feel like that probably has its advantages. Turning people into zombies is something else that she alludes to being able to do when she threatens Jake with, oh, should I turn him? You know, like, come on. There's some cool powers, man. There's there's vampire powers, and you realize that they all have, like, different sources. Um, so not every vampire is as powerful as Marceline. So she has— So she has, like, an object or a thing that is— giving. No, it's not an object or a thing. But we will have to—like I said, we'll have to get to the Stakes miniseries. For all my fans out there, I know you're, like, itching to talk about, like, why Marceline is so powerful and why she's a vampire. There's a lot of, like— a lot of episodes that go into backstory on Marceline of how she is uh, so powerful, why she is the way she is. Um, how, why is, like, for the longest time, you're like, why is there no more vampires like out there? And so all of these questions get answered. So you're theoretically speaking, you're, you're there, man. Like you, you're on the right track. Well, the big one is the weather. I wanted to talk about the weather. It seems to me that she controls like the way that she's able to go out into the universe during daytime is that a she can manipulate the weather i don't know if this is actually happening this is just my theoretically speaking she's able to create a cloud and rain and block out the sun entirely and so as finn and jake are walking away from the treehouse to go house hunting all of a sudden clear skies everything looks beautiful 
and Marceline's safe inside the house and away from the the daylight, away from the sun. Yeah. So that's that was really what I was trying to get at. Was yeah. I think that like if she can do that plus everything else. She's got some crazy potential for powers. Yeah, well, I, I love, that's a great theoretically speaking too, by the way, that she could control the weather. I'm going to say, I actually want to use that as a good uh, stepping stool into Nettie's factoids over here. Lay it on me. Nettie's factoids. So I have a separate soundbite. We have two soundbites. Now we have two soundbites for that. <laughs> um, but my factoid on that was like, yeah, I was, I was, the first time I watched it, I was like, well, why were they getting ready for bed and then it's daytime? Well, the cool part about this is that think about her as a vampire and she shuts the window and she says, good night, guys. And then they walk away and it's daytime. So it's not her controlling the weather. It's the fact that she is nocturnal and her going to bed is going to bed in the daytime. Yeah. So, I just think that the clouds went away. Like, even I just thought it was daytime already, um, anyways, because it seemed way too bright to be like morning. Yeah, but I mean, just, they were in their pajamas. They were like settling in in his, Finn's little like bean pot of a sleeping bag thing. Like, so they were up all night, I guess, with yeah. Marceline. And I think that's what they were how alluding long are days, at. How long are days in Foo? Or Ooh? In Foo? Sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good canon mistake there. Russell thinks this is the land of Foo. Foo is, again, from Hello from the Magic Tavern podcast that I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's Foo. Just getting actually. all the podcasts mixed together, man. What podcast is this? Um, so the land of ooh, I'm, I mean, I imagine it's 24 hour days because we kind of saw in the business time episode that there, you know, there was water and there was land and there's humans. So we can basically assume yeah, that this is apocalyptic Earth, and we're assuming that this is Earth. Okay. Yeah. We're jumping in season one now. We're getting at that already. So, like, we can assume that hours are 24 days. Yeah. The days are 24 hours. <laughs> well, do you have any other factoids? Are there any? Yeah, man. I got a, a, some, a, a plethora of good facts today. So a really cool one that I noticed in terms of the Adventure Time show as a whole, that this episode and Business Time, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, were actually shown before the show's official premiere, which I thought was really cool. Oh, this episode was as well. Yeah. So this was a really early on written episode. Um, so if that's why you see either inconsistencies or some some weird things about this episode that may not line up with some of the previous episodes we've watched, just because this one in business time were one of the show's first premieres before being on air, um, probably to, you know, like get fan feedback, to, to do the marketing research and all that stuff. Um, actually, you stole one of mine at the beginning as well, that uh, Marceline's bass song was at the title card. I thought that was a super awesome fact. Um also, uh, the fact about it being an early episode, we see tree trunks at their dance party. Yeah, I was going to bring that up eventually. Yeah, they, I, I saw that too. What they said in it the was world? A, they said it was a mistake of the show. It's actually Aww. because this episode they had probably just a little cartoon elephant at that point, but this was written, designed, drawn, made before tree trunks. So it was that a would mistake, make sense. Man. I was wondering about that. I was like so excited because I was like, "What in the world is she doing back? Are they just like forgetting that she was teleported to the the crystal, crystal dimension? The crystal dimension, yeah. Crystal dimension? So that's yeah. I mean, people. I think people pointed it out and they're like, "What the heck, man? Now she like blew up and was in the crystal dimension." And so that was a mistake. It's actually like they they I think they just owned up to it and said she's at the party. This was one of the first episodes. Um, and then the last, like, super weird one, um, I don't know how anyone caught this, but uh, Mr. Cupcake at the party has blue sprinkles when in reality he's supposed to have, uh, no, in reality, excuse me, he's supposed to have blue sprinkles, but he has red in this episode. Party, sp 
Party sprinkles. So, I, I mean, like, I don't know why cupcakes can't change their sprinkles. I mean, it's like putting on deodorant yeah, or maybe cologne. It's, it's like fresh, his tires. Fresh sprinkles every day. Again, I mean, my Mr. Cupcake was my sexiest character of the episode oh. back from episode one, remember? I thought it was going to, it wasn't this, for this episode, though. Probably not, man. Did I you think, have a lovely this episode? I, oh, man. I'm trying to think back through. I mean, so you're, you don't have Marceline obviously fever. like cool. No, I mean, I, I think she's cool, man. I think she's like one of my favorite characters in the show. But, but I was thinking about how many. No, no. I mean, I think it's it's one of those things where if I were to be uh, subject to flirty women now, I'm I'm married to all my podcasters out there. I'm a I'm a married man. So it's, car- it's cartoon Ned. It's cartoon Ned. It's, it's cartoon. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm saying like I I also know about her through the rest of the show, and I I just think she's cool, man. Again, okay. I'm, I'm like Finn, man. I, I think fair. I just want to hang out with her. So she is, she's absolutely lovely in terms of like that. But I don't know. I, I think um, I'm trying to remember on their house hunting uh, song journey if there was any uh, sneaky lovelies in there. But there wasn't the bee, the tiger, the thing that held the tiger. I don't know. There's a great, there's a really cool episode uh, down the road without, and this isn't even a spoiler drop, but the bee comes back and, and she's kind of like the main focus of one of the episodes. Ends up like saving Finn's life in a way. Um, so I was like, that's really cool that they they do take, again, we talked about Full Circle last week, that they're taking these characters from season ones and they're expanding on it. They're being like, I think that's like past season six is when that episode is. Wow. Um, well, so Jake, let's talk real fast. I mean, you're talking about the song, they're house hunting. Like Jake is forever the optimist. You know, as soon as like Finn's and he's no longer in harm's way, the vampire, he's like, Man, house hunting is awesome. Like he like oversells it. House hunting is not awesome. No, it's not. I did Nobody it last likes year. It. Yeah. It's it's stressful. It's time consuming. It's ever. I mean, that's yeah. So I mean, that's why. But Jake's a buddy to Finn. Man, he's trying to make the best of a bad situation. Well, he had a good point later on in the house hunting song, or after the house hunting song, he has his own little bluesy, you know, like home, home is a place. Yeah, it's it's where the heart is. It's where uh, I mean, according to Jake, you know, it's it's where the people are that you love, you know, and I, I kind of like that, you know, it's like home, certainly like Nashville is our home, certainly, you know, but I, I'd be lying if sometimes I don't accidentally say like, I'm going home to like see my mom or home mm-hmm. to see my dad or, or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's, I mean, it's just, a, it's a good thing to be like, I you will say something is home if it's where someone you love is. So that's, that's, I mean, that's good. Like, let's, I mean, that was a lesson of mine this week is at home is where the heart is. Cause like you can expand. I mean, we could do another hour long podcast on just that alone, you know? Probably I, you know, and I think with our, should we announce what our bonus episode is going to be talking about home and finding a home and protecting your home? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a great lead in. I love that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we're going to be watching Shrek. We're going to watch the first movie uh, I don't think it has any like subtitle, does it? It's just Shrek. Yeah, it's Shrek just one. Shrek one. <laughs> the Shrek with with a lot of Smash Mouth songs. That Shrek. Yeah, it's awesome, guys. We we got the inspiration. We were we were talking about a way to give you guys a break, a way to talk about some other stuff. You know, flex our creative muscles, flex our cartoon muscles a little bit here and there. And I was like, holy crap, man! Shrek is about two adventurers who save a princess and fight a dragon to save their home against an evil lord or king. And I was like, 
bro, this is like an episode of Adventure Time. And it's something we both like really enjoy or really enjoyed when we were kids. Yeah, I mean, man. I've seen it a countless number of times, but countless. I haven't seen it in probably five or six years. So Good, good, man. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be you're going to pick up on so many more adult jokes. And just like Adventure Time too, Shrek slides in all those adult inappropriate jokes right under your nose. And I feel like a, a Adventure Time does that big yeah. time. Yeah, awesome. I love those are some of my favorite episodes so far when they do that. The my lesson was uh, just be more open to sexy vampire romance novels and films. <laughs> this this sold you. Now <laughs> Russell likes Marceline so much that, was that he's going to start reading Twilight. I've never seen a scene of Twilight, but I Oof. think I might have to uh, crack open my roommate's DVDs and. And watch Twilight. Oh, gosh. That's not a great lesson uh, to take away from this. One. I don't think any of my lessons are ever good from this show. But oh, low. That's okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, then, you got another, is that your last lesson? That's my last lesson. That's my last segment, unless there's anything Man, else I, that you I had. I had, uh, you know, we talked about at the beginning, a lesson on, on a series. Don't let flirty girls manipulate, man. Unless they're your wife's. Then your wives cannot be flirty with you. I, I allow that. But, like, don't let flirty girls manipulate you, dude. Or sexy vampire ladies. Or sexy vampire ladies. Let them Last manipulate lesson, you. Last lesson, man, it was one of, uh, it's one of the segments that, um, not segments, it's one of the uh, <laughs> the scenes where they, you know, they, they build their cave and all that stuff. Um, when you get new digs, trash it and throw a party. Oh, they, that's they're my, so good at that, That's too. my lesson of the day. When you get new digs... Trash it and throw a party. It's a good lesson. It's a great lesson. <laughs> a good I lesson. take my lessons from Jake the dog. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for for listening today. This was a fun episode. I mean, uh, we're going to amp up every time Marceline pops up in some future episodes. It's going to be say, like this is the beginning of our adventure. I love it. I freaking love it, dude. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Keep following us. You can hit us up on uh, Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, and Twitter at NEA underscore podcast if you really really feel like you want to do that just follow us on instagram it's so much better it's so much easier than twitter man i get all my twitter news on instagram yeah uh thank you guys we love y'all and looking forward to next week much love babies bye-bye good times good times happy national camera day to our u.s listener and happy statistics day to our one listener over in india much love to both of you Come back next Tuesday for another episode of Never Ending Adventure. We'll be discussing episode 13 of the show, City of Thieves. We have been Ned Pruitt and Russell Tyndall. This podcast was engineered by Michael Hitchcock. Till next time.